So our church here follows the life of Jesus. I think you, you know that already as followers of Jesus. But today, Ascension Day, is one of those forgotten festivals of the church here. Uh, it shouldn't be, but it is. Uh, we focus on Jesus' birth, his life of ministry, his suffering, his death, his resurrection. But what about that event which took place 40 days after he rose from the dead, his ascension? So a couple of weeks ago in worship on Sunday, I made mention of the ascension in both the children's message and the, uh, the sermon as well, looking ahead to that. And following the late service, a guest who uh, was visiting our congregation uh, commented to me that her church doesn't make mention of this at all. And um, she was wondering why this was so and sounded like she was going to go follow up with the pastor about this. So I hope I didn't get him into trouble or anything, but um, I think we overlook this great gift of Jesus' ascension and really what this means for us as followers of Jesus today, as his disciples. And so this evening, I want to consider this briefly under the theme going up and going out. So may the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. So what is the deal with Jesus uh, ascending up into the sky? You know, Luke records this both in his first book, the gospel which bears its name, and in his second book, which is properly titled not just Acts, but the Acts of the Apostles. And we heard both of these in the scripture lessons uh, for this evening. Now, science and technology have enabled us as human beings to send up satellites and rockets and spaceships and even people into outer space. But nobody has ever yet reported running into the ascended Christ up there in space somewhere. So what does all of that mean? Well, Luke records that Jesus did indeed ascend into heaven. So surely there is some kind of going up going on here. We're told he was lifted up. And the cloud took him out of their sight. And while they, the disciples, were gazing up into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So that little word up is used three different times right there. So clearly, the disciples knew up from down, but is there something deeper, a deeper meaning that we are to grasp from this? And I believe the answer is a resounding yes. What if we understood Jesus' ascension less in spatial terms 
than in theological terms. Now, I'm not trying to contradict the witness of Scripture, so please don't go home and post on social media that Pastor Meehan is a heretic. But could it be that up is less about the direction Christ ascended than it is about that he is the highest and that he is above everything. He is above the entire cosmos itself. And I believe this is what Paul is talking about in that second reading in his letter to the Ephesians. You heard it read. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, seated him, Jesus, at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the important truth of our crucified and risen Savior's going up, his ascension, which we will confess in the creed this evening. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. That's going up. Now what about going out? That's the second part of the theme for this homily. Well, I don't mean here going out, as in going out on a date, something like that. No, but with Jesus going up, there does indeed follow a going out of the disciples, as Jesus tells them. And as he tells us as well, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And that spirit was indeed poured out mightily upon them at Pentecost. But you know what? It's poured out upon us as well today beginning in the cleansing waters of holy baptism, where we are marked with the cross of Christ, where we are sealed by the Holy Spirit for life eternal. That same Spirit has been given to us today. And so uh, we're told also in Luke's Gospel, repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. And it has been the long-standing custom within the Christian church that in these 10 days between Ascension and Pentecost, the 40th and the 50th day of Easter, 
This is a time the church devotes itself to prayer. And that is a good and godly practice which we would do well to follow today. So following the outpouring of that Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the disciples then are called to go out deliberately, boldly into the world and tell the good news of Jesus, calling all people to faith in him. And we follow in the train of those disciples today. In fact, I would submit to you that technically we are apostles today. More heresy coming out of the pulpit tonight. No, but the word apostle from the original language apostello means to send. The sent ones. And if we are not sent, then I don't know what is true. Yes, the Lord Jesus has sent us and he sends us out into the world, into the Jerusalems, the Judeas, the Samarias of our own lives as we follow our crucified, risen, and ascended Savior, as we join Jesus on his mission. But you see, there can be no going out unless there is first a going And that is why Jesus' ascension is so critically important for church and ministry and especially mission. And so on this ascension day, because there was indeed a going up, let us rejoice and give thanks for the saving truth in Jesus Christ, our Savior, who has gone up. But let us also never forget that he now calls us to a going out until the day when he comes again. And our going out doesn't have to take us to far off places that are halfway around the world. Remember what Jesus said. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So what does this look like in our lives today? Jerusalem is our own backyard, our street, our neighborhood, where we live, might even be our own house. That's our closest mission field. Judea is a bit beyond that and includes places that are nearby, part of our regular orbit of life, if you will, where we work where we shop, where we go to school. That's our next closest mission field. Samaria includes places beyond this, farther out, but not so far removed, places where we may travel for business, to visit family or friends, and beyond. These are those places that may indeed take us to the end of the earth. Think of these as concentric circles that surround our home. This is where Jesus calls us to join him on his mission. And so to strengthen us in our 
going out, our crucified, risen, and ascended Savior now comes to us right here in this Holy Supper where he meets us, where he gives us his very body and very blood. And though he has indeed gone up, he still comes to us now under forms of bread and wine to forgive, renew, strengthen, and bless his going out people until the day he comes again. God, help us to do this and receive this for Jesus' sake. Amen.